Hello and welcome. This is Nick's Nerd News, live from sunny San Diego, California. And now we go to your host, Nick. Oh, wow. Well, well, well. We've made it to our third episode. And uh, what, what are we going to talk about today? Well, I saw Deadpool. Uh, it's fucking awesome. We'll get to that in a bit. I saw... Uh, well, I didn't say... I can't say I saw, but I watched the Fahrenheit 451 adaptation on, on HBO. going to kind of go over my thoughts on that. Um, not really big news in TV or, or video games this week. Um, if anything, we're going to focus a lot on Halo. Um just because some of the news that came out about Halo this week, and uh, my Halo Legendary crate came this past weekend as well. But uh, let's just kind of briefly talk about TV real quick. Um, you know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. had their se- season finale on Friday, and, you know, they, they've been kind of dancing around the issue of the Thanos thing and, and what was going on with that. And you, you can kind of tell that they had filmed this as a series finale because they hadn't been renewed at the point they were probably making it and and that shows because when when you think about what they're going to do with next season and and how it kind of ended it's just i don't know what the plan's going to be um because there was some time timey wimey time travel stuff as i like to call it uh kind of at the beginning of the season uh one of the characters will will probably be back because there's a second version version of him kind of floating out there uh colson is kind of up in the air because i they've kind of been building up to it all season that he was kind of dying and it's a fitting send-off for him that they had because of how the season played out and i heard rumors i think i saw today that they had to change their plans in regards to infinity war because the release date got moved up so a lot of things changed pertaining to that but what is what what will be interesting is how how they fit in to next season granted it's going to be probably in the summer of 2019 as a mid-season replacement mid-season show it'll be after infinity war part two whatever that ends up being called it will be after captain marvel which clark Gregg is actually playing a younger colson in because it takes place in the 90s so that that will be interesting but i you know they they've done a lot of things over the last couple of years on that show and they they played into these tropes that that they've been doing uh that they've been doing since the first season and and it's really upsetting how they treat some of these characters and just it's like why why do TV shows do this when 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 they know the audience doesn't like it when when they do it year after year and it's almost expected why why are they going to allow certain things to happen to characters every season it's like why why can't these even if it was written as a series finale why why can't they be given a a good happy ending for once which which is kind of funny because on the season finale of Silicon Valley last week they they finally got a happy ending for the first time and I think in the show's history um maybe the second time because I think the first season ended on a happy note too but like for the first time in a while Silicon Valley ended on a happy ending like Richard wasn't in the dumps. They were all doing good. It looks like they finally succeeded in in something. And and it looks like the final season of Silicon Valley. I know they've already announced that season six will be the final season. That that finally things are looking up for the crew at Pied Piper. Um, 
but yeah, no, that that kind of goes back to Agents of Shield. It's like why why can't you let these characters? It was written as, as a series finale. Why why can't you let them have a a happy ending? How come only Coulson gets that? How come only him and May get to go right off into the sunset and be happy? Why can't Fitz and Simmons have a happy ending? Why does Daisy have to suffer? Why why why, why are some people missing? You know, like what 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 was the goal in that? And it just it it begs to differ what 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 was going on in the minds of the writers. Um, we also had the season finale of Arrow this week, which was was good. Um, it'll be interesting where they take it with with Richard Dragon next year uh, on season seven. I, I wonder how they're going to bring in how Roy's going to work in since he kind of left with Thea earlier in the season. But for the first time, an Arrow villain, a major villain, got away. You know, they they didn't get end up in prison. They weren't shot dead with an arrow. They weren't thrown away somewhere. But for once, a, a villain got away. And spoilers here, obviously, but by the time this publishes, will be a week by. Uh, Ollie's going to prison. So are we going to get that that Green Arrow Supermax story that everyone loves from the comics that was uh, being adapted as a film a few years ago? Because I, I know that will be an interesting take. The uh, Green Arrow in prison, that, that will be really cool. And and hopefully the, the writers don't waste that opportunity and, and do it kind of for at least ha- uh, a few weeks. You don't want to have that kind of just a one and done or two week thing because that will be wasted opportunity. But if they do it right, like a feature film obviously would be, um, I mean, two weeks, obviously, that's, it's an hour-long show, two weeks would be perfect, but if, if they can find a way to do it for at least a month, it will be really good, because that way you can kind of expand on things that you wouldn't get in a, a two-hour feature film, and we have the Flash season finale coming up this week, so we'll see how that goes, but uh, no, no, I'm excited. Uh, they announced at least Lucifer will get those final two episodes that were filmed are going to air next week, and Maybe another network will pick it up, but I, I, I don't know where, where we're going with that. Uh, really cool thing announced, let, let's go back to Arrow for a second, but they announced for next year's crossover for the Arrowverse shows, they're going to Gotham City, and they're going to meet up with Batwoman. This is really cool, because they've been dancing around the idea of Batman for a long time on, on Arrow and, and, all, and Supergirl and all these other shows. They've made casual references to the man with the ears, the vigilante that Clark knows. Arrow has actually said Bruce Wayne, something with Gotham, things like that. That was earlier this season. But it'll be interesting to see how they kind of dance around that idea with because they're using Batwoman, obviously. I know in, in, terms, of, in, in terms of keeping the... TV and, and movie universes separate. DC's been real good about being clear-cut. They are separate. Obviously, if you ever have a Crisis of Infinite Earths storyline or, or anything like that, you can merge them because I, I'm sure that the movie universe exists as a separate Earth somewhere. But unlike Marvel, they they have to be very careful when it comes to referencing, referencing certain characters and even portraying them. I mean, they, they've pretty much turned the Green Arrow into Batman because most of his villains over the years have been Batman villains or Batman allies. But they've never really been able to actually portray the character or show them. 
and until Supergirl somehow got Superman, which, which is kind of a shock because DC's like, oh, we don't want to confuse people, blah blah blah. Like that's why you have a different Flash from from the move from the TV show to the movies. And it's like, no, people are smart. If they're gonna go see the movie, they probably don't watch the TV show. They they can understand that it's a different character. It's a different universe. I mean, people aren't gonna be confused. They'll just notice that they're completely different. It's not hard. We're not we're not stupid. Okay, most of the movie going public probably doesn't watch Arrow, probably doesn't watch Supergirl or The Flash. They're going to understand, hey, why is that different from from the one on TV? And then it's a quick glance. Oh, they're separate universes or oh, they're technically separate. They're not the same. It's not a hard concept. It's it's not something that will confuse people. It's not going to deter audiences. It's it's a it's a stupid argument. And and DC's been run by some whack jobs lately. and, And I'm glad things are starting to change around ever since Jeff Johns got put in charge of. DC Entertainment. Uh, he moved over from the comics role over to more movies and TV. He kind of does, kind of does everything now. But it'll be interesting to see. I, I, I can't wait to see what they do with, with the crossover with with Gotham City and Batwoman. I, I wonder if they'll bring in other other Bat family members, and I wonder how they're going to portray Gotham. Just a, another version of of Vancouver, obviously, because they do that with all their shows, right? I mean, we we all know. You can you can tell it's all the same city. There's there's no hiding that. It's a CW show. Come on. Production budget. It all goes to the awesome CGI and fight scenes. But but yeah. And uh that that kind of wraps it up for TV. But uh you know, some some really cool announcements came out of the video game world this week. Xbox came out with a adaptive controller for for people with disabilities. It's a pretty fucking cool looking controller. It's got a bunch of 3.5 jacks on the back that you can kind of hook up different things to kind of have uh different d- different peripherals that allow for people with different disabilities to, to play the game enjoy the game I that's really awesome you know having a mom that that's disabled it, it's really great when you see things like this come out especially for gamers because gamers are very accepting for the most part Let, let's let's not say that they're not because we're not a hundred percent accepting okay there's there's been issues in the past but when it comes to accepting people that are different and with disabilities we we really come together sometimes and and it's really great for xbox to do this because there's people controllers aren't made for people with certain disabilities they don't they have to go elsewhere they have to make their own spend a lot of money on things and and I, I, i for one am very happy that this is coming out you can i i can't wait to see what people do with it things that that come out of the modding community and different people that use technology to, to help. And it's going to be really interesting. I'm, I'm really happy about this. And that that's really cool. Uh, we finally got uh, some, some new looks at Kingdom Hearts 3, which I can't fucking wait for. The first two Kingdom Hearts were probably two of the best games I ever played on my PlayStation 2. I never really got into the expanded games because I didn't have a DS back then. I, I, I got rid of my PSP. And then they start... It just went... Game Boy, like, the story got so convoluted. We we had a, a basic story in 1 and 2. And then they started doing all these fucking spin-offs that... It's almost like Metal Gear Solid level of, like, who the fuck understands the story? Does anyone understand the story? Like, it, it, it it's like, why are you doing this? First off, you're segmenting the the members of the fan group because this game came out here, this game came out here, this game came out there. Luckily, you got, like, 2.1 or 1.5 and 2.5 and then... 2.8 or whatever it fucking was that came out last year and they they kind of brought in some of the games but still it's like what, what the fuck i shouldn't have to play these 
I shouldn't have to play these to understand the story in three, and that's kind of where it looks like it's going. And it 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 they they've made the story kind of convoluted and jacked it up. I don't know. Maybe it's because they they could have lost the rights to to Final Fantasy. I mean, it's a fucking Square and Square and Enix game. They own Final Fantasy. They're working with Disney. They couldn't. The only things they've changed around are the non Disney stuff. And it's like, what what the fuck are you doing? Just make a game. Follow the story you did. It can't be that fucking hard. I mean, really? Just 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 follow the point A to point B to point C. Like it's a it's a cohesive story. Why do you have all this other shit going on that's muddling it? And then you gotta bring that into three? Like, no, fuck that shit. And now with Kingdom Hearts 3 gonna be on it's gonna be on PS4, and it's also coming to Xbox One. You know, that 1.5 or whatever and 2.8 that that collection what are you going to do for xbox gamers you know there's going to be people that don't have a ps4 that are going to buy it on xbox one what are you going to do for them are you going to release it so they have a fucking understanding of the story or do they have to go find it on youtube or or the wiki for the game that's not fun that's not fun at all i mean some people don't mind it i, I don't care but still it's like what i gotta sit on on a wikipedia page or a wiki page for a week to decipher the story and know what what's going on in these characters no that's fucking stupid I can't do that. I don't have time for that shit. I don't have time to watch YouTube videos explaining all the stories. They better come out with that fucking shit. A game's easier to play than sitting and watching YouTube videos or, or reading on a, an internet page. But no, let's go back to gameplay for a second. Let me stop complaining here. The gameplay looks fucking sweet. They showed off a lot of stuff from Toy Story. What's going to look like Toy Story World, it looks like. But your Keyblades can transform with different powers. That's fucking cool. You can summon Ralph from Wreck-It Ralph and fuck shit up. That's going to be fucking awesome. And there's other different... You can take over like a little toy mech in the Toy Story place and like fight with that. And then you can summon Disney rides. How fucking cool is that? You can use Disney rides to, as, as like as your spells or your, your attacks. They have the, the Buzz Lightyear ride. That's fucking cool, man. And... uh I know they're not calling it Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, which is weird because that's what it's called pretty much at every Disney park that I'm aware of. But like, I don't know, it's going to be fucking sweet though. And I know an event is coming up soon for the announcement for the, the release date and everything like that. So it's been a long time coming. I think the second one came out, I was either still in middle school or it was still early high school when the second one came out. And I let someone borrow it and never got it back. So hey, that happens. But no, man, I, I can't fucking wait for, for Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, hopefully they bring in Marvel or Star Wars in some capacity. I, I know it's going to be hard to do, but but it, it should be fun. Because, uh, oh man, what I loved about the second one was they brought in Tron, which is one of my most favorite underrated movies of all time. And, and they even brought in Pirates of the Caribbean, which was interesting because most of, we all know Disney movies are cartoon. And the game is more cartoon based, but it was cool because they brought in Pirates of the Caribbean, Tron, and even... Nightmare Before Christmas, which is a claymation movie, and it was cool how they kind of fit it all in, and it still worked. And and Sora and Goofy and Donald, they looked so out of place in the Pirates of the Caribbean world, but it, but it worked. It was funny. It was really cool. We also had the reveal of the new Black Ops 4, which has the dumbest fucking logo I've ever seen in ever. Like, you know, you had this Roman numeral thing going. You could have done an IV, but no. You had to do four fucking blocks like Roman numeral ones. Well, who the fuck does that? What idiot? Yeah, I know it looks cleaner, but like, really? That's fucking stupid. Really fucking stupid. Anyway, uh, gameplay reveal for that, for multiplayer zombies, I think, and 
Uh, it's not going to have a traditional campaign, which is whatever. I guess they don't have numbers to support game uh, people playing the campaign. But looks fucking stupid to me. I, I've never been a fan of the Treyarch Call of Duties. I don't own any of them. I, I owned the first Black Ops because it was Vietnam. And I was like, oh, fucking finally a, a Call of Duty in Vietnam. But, you know, I, I let someone borrow that and never got that one back too. Hey, look at that. Two different games. Uh into this week's episode of, that I never got back from someone, but no, I I, I never liked Treyarch. I ne- didn't really play World at War. Really did not buy Black Ops Two or Three. Don't expect me to talk about it this year because definitely not getting it. I I just not a fan of the Treyarch games, so that's a thing. And whatever, uh, Battlefield's going to be called Battlefield Five, going back to World War Two. I get, or excuse me. Battlefield V, which most people think is either for 5 or for victory. So, don't know. I I know reveals coming up for that soon. I'm sure we're going to get a lot more Call of Duty reveals too, because they always do it around the finals, the NBA finals, which is soon. But, I don't know. In other shooter news, though, uh, on on Inside Xbox this week, which is their kind of monthly show, I got some big Halo news. The much-awaited... Updates for the Master Chief Collection are finally coming for Xbox One X. They're getting the X enhancements, along with some updates to the UI and things like that, so that should be exciting. Um, It's a four-year-old game. I know it was... Multiplayer was broken when it first launched. Campaign-wise, it wasn't. But I I know a lot of people still play it. Uh, I'm a a big, big, big Halo fan. I've been playing Halo since it came out, since I was a kid. Um, I still play Halo 5 from time to time. I never have an issue getting into a match showing that it's still got a really strong player base. Place a lot of SWAT. Uh, yeah, every, every month and a half I usually play. Try to get ranked. I'll get 10 matches in so I can at least get ranked for that current season. A lot of Super Fiesta, which is fun fucking game mode. But what was completely unexpected was the announcement of a Halo arcade game. And I, I think they're calling it... I think it's something like Fireteam Raven. And it's a stationary shooter, like like the old Jurassic Park game, I think, and Terminator. If you've been to an arcade, you know what I'm talking about. It's, it's made by a company that does a lot of this. It takes place during Halo 1. Uh, you're with a group of ODSTs on the ground, so separate from the Master Chief. And looks pretty fucking cool. The graphics are kind of wonky, to me at least. They, they don't look... They look ar- arcade-y. Uh, <laughs> big, big observation there, huh, Nick? No, <laughs> fuck off. Um, no, it, it's going to be fucking cool, and it's going to be at Dave & Buster's this summer in the U.S. and Canada, in some locations, not all, and then the rest of the world, late, or around the world later in the year. That's pretty fucking cool. Like, who expected a Halo arcade game ever? Apparently they, they went to 343 and Microsoft and asked, like, hey, can we do this? And they're like, fuck yeah. But but it looks cool. They, they showed that... Uh, it is stationary. You get big, huge 4K screens and four stationary guns, so it's four-player co-op. And it looks like you'll have vehicles. You can do ground weapons and different things. I, I wonder how it's going to play. Obviously, it's going to be a very on-the-rails shooter. I mean, it is an arcade game after all, so you, you really can't be walking around like a normal game. But no, that's going to be fucking awesome, man. I can't wait. I, I hope it comes to the Dave & Buster's. We just got a new one nearby. I, I hope one of the two San Diego locations gets it. Or maybe the one in Irvine, because cause I, I can't wait to fucking play this. Gotta bring uh, a lot of dollars. This ain't no quarter game, this is a dollar game. You know that, that's for damn sure. Uh, especially Dave, Dave and Buster's, so, so we'll see. But other than that, uh, I also got my Halo Legendary Crate. Uh, for those of you unaware, 
the Halo Legendary crate is a bi-monthly crate from Loot Crate. Uh, Loot Crate, the company that sends a box of monthly uh, gaming geek gear to your door. Uh, I am a subscriber to the Standard Crate, to Loot Wear, and Loot Shirts. So, Loot Crate, I'll, I'll talk about it every month too when I get them. Uh, I'll wait a week though, just for spoiler reasons. I know they don't like people talking about it as soon as they get them, just to make sure everyone gets them. But I get the Standard Crate. Loot wear, which is a, an additional wearable item, or loot wearables. So, like, it could be a button-down shirt, Henleys a lot of the times, maybe a hat or, like, pajama pants or something like that. Uh, also, loot t-shirts, which is an extra shirt every month on top of the one you get uh, in, in, in the crate every month. But I also get specialty crates from time to time from them. I used to subscribe to their, their gaming crate. Their DX crate, which is like a bigger version of their their regular monthly, but it's got different items. And uh, I also get their Halo Legendary crate, which is bi-monthly, so every other month. And it's got a bunch of Halo stuff in it. So it usually has a custom figurine. Uh, let me just ramble off some ones I've gotten in the past. There's a Buck from ODST, a Red vs. Blue, Cortana, Atriox from Halo Wars 2. There's been a couple Master Chief ones. There's the Arbiter. There's a... They came out with a Hunter one, the Flood. There was one with Sergeant Johnson, which was the last crate before this one. And, and this week, you have a Halo figure that's based on the uh, Spartan Champion from Halo 5 with the Athlon armor. There's a sniper rifle pin. Every, every crate has a pin as well. There's a t-shirt focused on Halo Arena. Uh, this week, this month also came with a, a towel that looks like the blue flag, if you ever play Capture the Flag in Halo. And... Uh, a black hat that's got the UNSC logo. It gives you code for for a rec pack for Halo 5. And, and every box also comes with what they call data drop files. And it's almost like it, it's a like it's an expansion of the Halo lore. I, I have not looked at this month's yet. And they, they kind of come in this folder. They kind of be like top secret. And uh, so let's see. This week it's going to be on Sarah Palmer. If you played Halo 4, you might be familiar with her. She was a Spartan 4, leader of Spartan Ops, if you ever played that side mission. And it looks like uh, it looks like they have a conversation log here uh, regarding Master Chief, Cortana, and the Captain about ramp rampancy. If you know anything about the Halo lore, ramp rampancy happens to an AI when when they've been around for more than seven years, at least human AI, and if they're they're complex like human AI in, in the game and book lore. But, uh, yeah, I'm not going to really read that for you guys. I'll, I'll, uh, that's not something I'm not really into doing that today, but but that's a really cool one. They've done different ones, like uh, when it, it was like a Halo 3-themed box, and, and they had stuff regarding high charity from Halo, or Halo, it was a Halo 2-themed one that was talking about high charity and things like that. They had a different one with, Talking about Sergeant Johnson, how he got off the ring, different conversations with, with the Master Chief and his debriefs after some of the games. But but they're really cool because they expand on the lore. Um, I'm really into it. I, I read most of the books I read are going to be history nature. Uh, I've kind of cooled it on Star Wars books because I'm not really happy with the new canon. Uh, but but I do read the new Thrawn books, and I, I really I read a lot of Halo books as well because I, I like how those are written i like the story revolving around those so i i do like these these what they call data drop files because because it explains on the lore and I'm really into that halo is one of the things i've i've taken a deep dive into like star wars and mass effect and batman 
and Halo. Definitely, definitely think uh, Assassin's Creed I've, I've really gotten into as well. Uh, on top of that, though, uh, they also come with a poster every week. Um, excuse me, every week, every other month. Uh, that's based around the theme. This one's pretty cool. It's got, uh, looks like a scene from an arena match with a couple red-colored Spartans facing off a whole bunch of blue Spartans in a kind of last-ditch effort to kind of win the match. So that, that's pretty cool. Um, had some different ones o- over the months, and and I've been really happy with, with what they've been able to provide. Um, also this, this past week, I finally got my Grand Moff Tarkin Hot Toys figurine. Uh, some people would call it an action figure. I, I call it, some people would call it a doll. I call it a one-sixth scale figurine. Uh, it's very collectible, very rare, uh, rare, limited, I guess you could say. I, I don't think they're selling them anymore. Uh, it's the, my first Hot Toys purchase in, in two years, but uh, this is one I, I've been really excited about. If, if you're not familiar with Hot Toys, they're sold via Sideshow so, side Collectibles. Uh, Hot Toys is out of Hong Kong, and they do phenomenal work. Phenomenal, okay? And I'll, I'll post a picture of this on, on my new Instagram, which which I haven't told you guys about. It's uh, Nick's Nerd News, nicks.nerd.news on, uh, on Instagram, uh, also on Twitter. So I'll post pictures of that there. But Hot Toys, I don't know, man. They got like evil fucking geniuses or sorcerers or some shit over there because they are able to create lifelike like i'm talking perfect images of of people in 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 this figurine form i have i have six of them uh mostly star wars i have captain phasma i have the flame trooper first order flame trooper first order snow trooper commander i have a cad bane that one's not a hot toys though that that's just a regular sideshow a heavy trooper and then the nightmare batman from batman vs superman but now i have grand mouth tarkin and holy shit, it looks like exactly like exactly like Peter Cushing, down down to the the different marks in his face. I'm I'm telling you, it's it's unreal, unreal. It's it's like in Rogue One when they they got him his face pretty much perfectly. They they did it again on on this this figure, and I I haven't put it up yet because I really don't have anywhere to display it right now. I have a room full of other collectibles, but. Holy fucking shit, dude. It, you need to go to sideshowtoys.com or Sideshow Collectibles. You need to Google that. Look at their Hot Toys stuff. Because I'm telling you, if you've never seen these, it's so fucking cool. They have they have Batman and DC characters. They have Back to the Future. Like It's like, if you weren't really paying attention, you'd be like, oh, that's a fucking picture. But no, it's not. It's a fucking, it's a fucking figurine that's a, a foot tall. Like, that's fucking cool, dude. That's amazing. I don't know how they do it. It's all hand-molded, hand-painted over in China, Hong Kong. But I don't fucking know, dude. It's It blows my mind. That That's why I like getting them. Yeah, they're not cheap, but they're they're fucking cool. They're, they're, they're limited editions, limited runs. You can only get them for a certain amount of time. I, I missed out on getting one of my favorite trooper variants from Rogue One, but it's fucking cool, dude. Like, cool as shit ever. That's why I get it. And this one comes with, you can pose it in whole different ways. It comes with different hands and different accessories it even comes with his chair to sit in if you don't want to have him standing up it's fucking awesome and the the everything is it looks exactly like it would in the movies or a tv show if it's a tv character like everything i'm telling you everything and and even sideshows statues that they sell that are that are quite expensive but so so lifelike so realistic it it's it's amazing to me go go check those out if you get a chance but now let's talk about the big news of the weekend and that is the movie that dethroned Infinity War. 
Deadpool 2, okay? Dead fucking pool 2. And l- let me tell you something. The first one totally did not expect what that was. Fucking hilarious, okay? The first Deadpool, it 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 blends gore and action and superhero and comedy in a way that oh fucking man, dude, it's so fucking cool. And I love I love how meta how meta Deadpool is and how he breaks the fourth wall, self-aware, and and it's so fucking funny. And Deadpool 2 just just builds on that, okay? So good. And, and I'm not really going to get into spoilers too much. I'll, I'll try to be as vague as possible, but the the jokes in Deadpool 2 kept me laughing the entire movie. And and that's what's important if you want to have a good comedy film. And the other thing, a lot of the commercials, a lot of the marketing is Deadpool 2 is a family film. And in some regards it is, not a, not a family film as in PG or or anything like that, but, but the, <laughs> see I'm still laughing about it a couple days later. Uh the the theme, the theme revolves around family. So so let's let's do that. The the X Force characters team is is fucking cool. Terry Crews finally in a superhero movie. Uh, Domino Domino is a character. Uh, Zazie Beats is probably one of the most welcome additions to the the Deadpool Deadpool universe, the the X Men universe, I guess, because it's tangentially tied in. Because you know it's Deadpool and he makes jokes about uh, at least in the first one he makes jokes about wh- which Professor X. Uh, he always talks about Logan, things like that. There's a there's a couple of references in this one, but but Domino's really cool. Uh, they they retcon some things from the past, uh, cleaning up the timeline. Let's let's just do that. Uh, when you see it and you watch the after credit scenes, that that will make more sense. But uh, the X Force is cool. Uh, Peter, who's uh, just a normal guy, answered the LinkedIn ad. He's a fun character to watch, enjoy in the movie. And Cable, let's talk about Cable because he's a very important aspect. Um, Cable and, and Deadpool have a long history. If you've played the Deadpool video game from High Moon Studios, uh, which was actually made down the street from, from me where I live. And if you know anything about the comics, yes, Deadpool and Spider-Man, yes, Deadpool and some other characters, but, but Deadpool and Cable have a long history as well. And it's funny that Josh Brolin now has two, uh, box office hits within the span of a month, within 30 days, not, not an actual month, but within uh, 30 calendar days. Um, and... And it's really, really fucking cool uh, that that he, he's in it, and he plays a really good job as Cable, and he he, he can kind of kind of pull off that brooding character, that that antihero, really well in in com- complete and total opposite of what he did with Thanos, and and it works. Uh, Deadpool gets off some really good jokes at the expense of the MCU and DC movies that that are really funny. Um, he specifically calls out. He specifically calls out Cable, like, shut it, Thanos. Pretty fucking funny. I laughed. It's hard to, to recreate here on the podcast. Um, there's a line that you might remember from some of the Avengers and Thor Ragnarok. Uh, Sun's getting real low, big guy. Just make sure you look out for that one when you see Deadpool 2 or, or if you've already seen it. And, dude, I, I cannot wait. I cannot wait for when it comes out. On DVD, and there's extras that are just going to be fucking hilarious. Ryan Reynolds is having the time of his life playing Deadpool, okay? And in he knew he wronged the fans and a lot of people with X-Men Origins Wolverine back in 2009. And man, oh man, this is... I, I'm so happy they, they were able to get the R rating and kind of do whatever the fuck they want. Literally, they do whatever the fuck they want with Deadpool, and, and, it, and it works. And 
I'm happy they they brought back Colossus because he's a cool foil to Deadpool as this kind of like straight-laced, uptight character. Negasonic Teenage Warhead is back, which is great. Dopinder, super low-key. One of my favorite characters from the first one, the cab driver, if if you don't remember. TJ Miller's back. Uh, in a smaller role in this one, but no, it's a it's a good movie. Definitely go fucking see Deadpool. I know it's gonna be hard with Solo coming out this week, but but yeah, you you better go fucking see Deadpool too, okay? And I I, I want to talk more, but it, it kind of gets into spoiler territory, and and I don't really want to do that. I mean, I could and just put a timestamp on it and understand uh, where you're coming from. Please please let me know if 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 you want me to do that in the future, because I I don't want to I don't want to alienate people. You know what I mean? It's easier to do on a podcast that's pre-recorded because, of course, you can say, hey, this is where we start talking about spoilers, and then you can make note of it when it ends, and that way you can skip around. But but we'll, 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 we'll play it by ear. We'll play it by ear. But yeah, no, Deadpool's fucking cool. And I, I will say this about the movie. I, I'll, I'll give it a... Let, let's go with an 8. 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10. Because, yes, the jokes are great. Yes, the story's good. Yes, the characters are good. But there were points where I was kind of like, uh, I'm not, I'm not feeling this. The, the, as my friend said it, he's like, I heard the highs were highs and the lows were lows. I wouldn't go that far, but I, I would say that there, there were points in the movie that I, I kind of was sitting there like, whatever, and this doesn't, I, I don't know. It just, it didn't sit with me, I guess. But like I said, all the jokes were hilarious. I got pretty much all of them. There were a couple people in the theater that laughed as well. They, they... Obviously, we're in on the joke, or they, they knew the, the meta story behind it, things like that. But but there were points that I was just kind of like, oh, that that didn't work. Maybe maybe they shouldn't have done that. But but sol- solid 8 out of 10, for sure. And let, let's kind of talk about the, the second movie I watched this weekend. And that was Fahrenheit 451. And that was the adaptation that was on HBO on Saturday night, Mike, starring Michael B. Jordan and uh, Michael Shannon. And... You know, I, I'd read reviews beforehand that were kind of like, didn't land, didn't work well. Michael B. Jordan was good, but just some things didn't work. And I, I, I have to agree. Fahrenheit 451 was one of my favorite books in high school. Probably one of the few books that I that I actually read in, in English class as well. But Fahrenheit 451, like I said, was, was one of my favorite books in high school. And... Obviously, they didn't do a direct adaptation because that'd be a little hard for for today's audiences. Just because it it wouldn't wouldn't necessarily make sense, so they they kind of adapted it to to fit a more modern modern world, which which I'm okay with. I, I get that 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 I was fine with. But on the other hand, there were things that that I I didn't understand creative wise, like decisions and. It just, I, I don't know, and I, I don't like the way it ended, and it was a major departure from the book. Uh, they, they cut out a lot of characters, kind of changed the story up a bit. I, I mean, obviously, you have to do that. You can't, you can't always do a direct, direct interpretation from page to screen. But what I usually take issue with is when, when, when you do a major departure, and, and it's almost like. Yeah, you have most of the main beats and the main characters and things like that, but at the same time, it's it's almost like it's it's like it's a, it's a different story. And yes, you could levy that criticism at Ready Player One as well that came out a couple months ago, but it didn't. Ready Player One didn't change too drastically. Yeah, yeah, they 
cut some things out and changed a couple things, but but it fit because you had to do that for it to work as a movie. Whereas with what Fahrenheit 451 did with the HBO adaptation, they they take a lot out. They take a lot more out than than what Ready Player One did, and they they change how it ends. They change they completely cut important characters and and story beats and. I, I don't know. And, and maybe I feel differently because it, it is one of my favorite books. But So I, I guess it just comes down to, to how it was done. Uh, Michael B. Jordan was great. He always is. Michael Shannon was great. You can never complain about him. But I don't know. It, it didn't sit right with me. And I, I was watching with a friend who I don't... He doesn't remember reading the book or, or not. But it just... Yeah, and... It's been a while since I've read the book, and I it, now I really want to go back and reread it. But it, I remembered enough that that the movie just it wasn't it didn't sit right with me, like I said. And I, I kind of want to go back, reread, and then rewatch again to see to see what what emotions are elicited and and my response because it's just with, with how far removed I am from reading it the first time and and the movie coming out. TV movie. Oh, I don't know what you call it. It's an HBO adaptation, so I, I guess you could call it a movie. But but yeah, I, I really want to know how I feel then because it's just with with different adaptations. I've I've had a, a love hate relationship lately. I didn't go see The Dark Tower, which is my favorite book series of all time, Stephen King adaptation, and 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 I the the main reason I didn't go see that is. So one of my favorite people at IGN, it, it loves the book as much as I do and will sing its praises and try to get anyone, everyone and everyone to read it. But he he was the one who happened to review the movie and, and he just said it was bad. And, and that kind of kind of turned me off completely. And I hope the TV show still comes out for it and, and maybe they can kind of start over. But, you know, I love Idris Elba. I, I really like Matthew McConaughey. And I, I wanted that movie to be good. And, and just everything I read about it was it was hot garbage. Hot garbage. And and then you have Ready Player One, which was fucking amazing. Loved that movie and, and one of my favorite books. I mean, look look at Harry Potter. They've, they've been able to really have success with that. Where then you have... Lord of the Rings, really great adaptation. I, I finally read all those books for the first time recently, and and what Peter Jackson did with the original trilogy there, original trilogy, with the Lord of the Rings trilogy really worked. The Hobbit, uh, I don't know what was going on. That was probably purely a money grab. And, but but then you have things like The Dark Tower, then you have Fahrenheit 451, and, and it's it's upsetting. It's upsetting. And, and you also look at look at video game adaptations. That, that turn into movies. Tomb Raider, I actually really liked the, the new Tomb, Ra- Tomb Raider movie. Um, I, I, it didn't really make a lot of money. I, I know reviews weren't great, but it, it's hard to take something from one medium and adapt it. it, it it's never done perfectly. It's never done perfectly, but it, one day I'm sure someone will perfect it. Books are best as miniseries. I'll, I'll just say that. Two hours sometimes isn't enough to really get across a story of a book. That's neither here nor there, and and we'll 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 go from there. But you know that that kind of ends it for this week. We we've kind of talked about everything there. I, I gave you my review of Deadpool, Fahrenheit 451. Talked a little bit about games, especially Halo, more than anything. But next week, next week's going to be a little different because with Solo, uh, I'll be recording post release, uh, post viewing, and what what we're gonna do. 
next week's going to be mostly a Star Wars episode. I'm going to talk about my love of Star Wars, how that goes. I'll talk about how I feel about all the different movies. Kind of my my whole thing with the, the expa- old expanded universe, the new canon, different TV shows. I'll touch on some other things, obviously, because some big news might happen this week. I, I can't predict the future. Uh, I'll talk about my aversion to the solo movie and how it's kind of won me back over the last few months still not still not a hundred percent behind it and we'll talk about the obi-wan movie that's the rumors are are starting to swirl real real thick now and uh the movie i hoped for from the beginning but but yeah ne- next week's gonna be all star wars uh thank you guys for turning into nick's nerd news uh like i said earlier new instagram nicks.nerd.news that's my handle on Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter at Nick's Nerd News. Uh, I also have a fix- Facebook page for Nick's Nerd News. Just you can find me in all those places. Again, look for us on iTunes. Uh, now that we have three episodes, we should be on Spotify. Look to my Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for that information once we launch there. And uh, yeah, you know, as I tell you every week, DGAF, okay? DGAF hard. Don't give a fuck. Don't care about what people tell you, okay? Do your own thing. Be you. Be the best that you can be, huh? Like, uh, was that the military who says that on their commercials? Fuck everybody else, okay? Do, do your own goddamn thing. Good night.